boxed, ready for Saturday morning's Greyhound Racing Wrap. Across Victoria, RSN 927 is talking greyhounds. And good day from JT. Long weekend. We're slap bang in the middle of it. The weather's a little mm-mm. But uh, looking at the Bureau forecast, it's going to find up over the next couple of days. So fingers crossed we get some nice winter weather for our greyhound folk. Whether you're coursing or going to the track, I hope it's a good long weekend. Hello, Simone Fisher. Hello, John. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad. Winter's here, but that's okay. What have we got planned for on the show today? Good show coming up. Today I'll be talking to Dan Verburn from the Ballarat Greyhound Racing Club to tell us about a fundraising effort that the club are hosting. Um has a, a Melbourne club, football club fa- flavour. Okay. So it well, might be right uh, up your alley. Well, uh, it could be a, a, a great <laughs> night next Wednesday or it might be just not a, not a good night next Wednesday because of, uh, of course, the big match on Monday between the Pies and the Dees. Don't forget to uh, support uh, Neil Danaher and the Freeze the Demon out. So we're talking to Dan. And also to trainer Philip Smith, who has been training to the gallows, amongst other handy greyhounds, but to the gallows, a veteran chaser coming up to five and a half years old and uh, still racing very well. Absolutely sensational effort by Philip. This bloke, uh, he, he ran a race at Cranbourne a week or so ago and busted 18 seconds. Yeah, that's right. It was. A, I mean, any dog, if you, you'd be happy if your grade five did that, let alone a dog that's been racing, having his, uh, you know, about 130th mm. start. So Must be a happy pup. All right, what's been making news this weekend in Greyhound, this week, I should say, in Greyhound Racing, well, Simone? A couple of Victorian chasers are heading back up to the Hume, up the Hume to Wentworth Park tonight. Uh, last Saturday night, of course, it was the heats of the Peter Mosman Classic. It's another three-week series at the New South New South Welshman. Is that mm, how you say that's it? That's how you say it. <laughs> they love them, don't they? They do. So David Gill's heading back up with My Redeemer, also Chief Sidekick and Chief's Empire are racing in the semis tonight. Uh, My Redeemer is the favourite to take out the series. And incidentally, his kennel mate, Uphill Jill, who's having a little bit of time off, um, she's been going along, she's going along for the ride again. David Gill's taking her up in the car. <laughs> <laughs> She, she could probably double as a sat-nav, um, the amount of time she's, nowhere, she's She'd know the way to go yeah, now. she sure would. So um, good luck to those chasers tonight in those semis of the Peter Mosman. Of course, the heats of the Brisbane Gold Cup were held at Albion Park on Thursday night. Robert Britton had six greyhounds engaged over the two heats and managed to qualify Benali, Rippin' Sam and Tornado Tears, who had an extremely difficult run finding trouble everywhere mm. he went. So it will be a clash of the two brothers again in the final, $75,000 mm. to the winner yeah, look, next look week. Albion Park just doesn't uh, suit Rip and Sam because it's a le- leader's dynamite track. And, gee, I saw the runner tonight, Otis. That was just mind-blowing that, to see what was. happened in that race. And for him to get up and run third, was it? Third. Mm. Super it was, dog. And... So Tornado Tears, his time on the night was 42 and 12. Benali ran a 41.91 mm-hmm. and Rip and Sam a 42.26. So imagine if Tornado Tears had have got a clear run. It's a track that you can't make up a lot of ground generally. No. They race in Indian file, uh, like you say, leaders track. And imagine if Tornado Tears hadn't have run into all those roadblocks. Um, he would have probably won by 20 lengths. Oh, conservatively. Yeah. Mm, conservatively. <laughs> it, anyway, it was an enormous run. It was a huge run. Just uh, just hit the tab website and have a little watch of that. Uh, individual monitoring units will be used at Sandown on Sundays throughout the month of June. They are a five centimetre disc that is placed in the dog's rugs, and it, mm-hmm. um, they're like a tracking device. I get that you get um, all sorts of information, exp- acceleration, speed, um, 
where the greyhounds are getting bumped and it's all to improve the safety of tracks and surfaces okay. and designs and all that and the information goes to the University of Technology in Sydney. So we might actually try and get um, a GRV rep on the show next have week to have that. a chat about yeah. it. They have done a similar trial at the Meadows, but they, this is different mm. or they're using a different system. Okay. Um, but it's all interesting and amazing what you can do with technology these days. Mm. Ballarat are hosting the fundraising event on Wednesday night in conjunction, conjunction with the Melbourne Football Club supporters group, the Ballarat Demons. We'll hear more about that shortly from Dan Verburn. The Bendigo Cup isn't too far away. Heats will be run on the 1st of July, which is a Sunday, and the final will be on the Friday night, the 6th, so about a five-day turnaround there. Um, over in the land of the long white cloud, the expats are doing a great job with the final of the Duke of Edinburgh full of ex-Victorians. Last year's winner, Ring the Bell, will be attempting to make it back-to-back finals on Sunday. Other familiar names include a Trip to Eden, Argus Filch and Dusty Gambler, and the final is run over the 779 metres. Mm. Bit of a, bit of a, dis- a you know, another 70-odd metres from um, our 700s here, isn't it? They used to run the marathon at Warrnambool, didn't they, over 1,016? Oh, could have been. Didn't they have a 1,000-metre race at Olympic Sam, Park? Used, yeah, I have I'm seen sure some marathon they did. races. I'm sure yeah, they did. Anyway, but, I'm, um, I'm just going back uh, reminiscing there, people, so excuse I'm, my indulgence. <laughs> I'm trying to rely on a memory, but I have seen marathon races, but... I guess there's probably they're good, a good spectacle, but mm. you know why are you going to run dogs over marathon events as a, a special one-off thing when you really, you yeah, know, it's probably not. It's not needed in this day and age. No, it's not really. What um, else is happening? Okay, the Gap Baxter facility adopted out their fifth, 500th. That's Greyhound. a lot of pups. <laughs> 500. 500 over Bam. last weekend. And Gap are holding an adoption weekend at Seymour at their property on Friday the 15th and Saturday the 16th of June. There'll be about 70 dogs up for adoption and like always, you need to register or register your interest to go on the day and you don't have to purchase a dog but um, you can go and find out about the breed and see whether it's right for you but chances are you'll come home with one anyway. <laughs> I would say that is the uh, the case. You are talking, you're listening to a Talking Greyhounds here on RSN 927. Let's hit the phones and have a chat to a Dan Verburn up at a pretty chilly Ballarat I'm tipping at this, at this moment in time. What's making news around the kennels? And joining me on the phone this morning on Talking Greyhounds is Dan Verburn, the General Manager at the Ballarat Greyhound Racing Club. Good morning, Dan. Morning, Simone. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Have you been surviving those cold mornings at Ballarat? Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have. Yeah, I'm a local and I'm used to it, so... It is, it is very cold, but it is Ballarat and it is winter time. That's right, and you were out there on the Catching Pen Gate Wednesday night. Um, you might need to look at your roster. <laughs> yes, I think I've got to uh, reschedule and uh, have myself here in the office, I think. Yeah, on those cold nights in particular. Well, Dan, you've got a big night coming up on Wednesday night at the Greyhounds, you've, and it's got a Melbourne Football Club flavour, a fundraising night. Can you tell us all about it? Yeah, it's an annual event uh, hosted by the Ballarat Demon Supporter Group. Um, essentially, they're Melbourne supporters that sort of uh, come together. They travel down to uh, watch the football every week and... Uh, what they do is, as I said, it's an annual event where they uh, fundraise for uh, past players that essentially from the 70s and 80s that some players, they may have mental health issues, they might have uh, physical uh, injuries from the past. So they come together and uh, give money back to the Past Players Association and they also fundraise for the club directly. I think I'm not a Melbourne supporter, but I have seen um, some of their games that 
the supporter group have the big heads behind in the cheer squad, so they give money back to the club in, in that way. I guess when you think back to the... and Look, I'm really not a, an AFL football um person at all but um you know grew up watching the replays on a saturday night because my dad was into it and mm. i guess when you look back now the 70s 80s even the early 90s and mental health and all that wasn't really discussed and yeah. there weren't the support programs but it, you know retrospectively you think well hang on some of these people have you know done it hard and um it's great that there's a group that are recognizing that and trying to help yeah and i think also um i've I... I've never really been around a football club, but those sort of guys that they, you know, in the 70s and 80s, they play, they probably play, it probably happens today, a handful of games, and they sort of get sort of left behind in that sense. Unless you're a superstar at the club and you sort of immortalise that way, but a lot of these guys are sort of, you know, they play 20, 30 games and sort of then forgotten about. So it's a really good concept, and um, we're really proud to host it. And you've got a, a Melbourne, a former Melbourne football club champion in Russell Robertson, who's the MC. Yeah, Russell Robinson's MC for the night. Uh, we also have Cam Pedersen. I think he's named to play on Monday. Uh, he will be here. Declan Kelty, I think it is. He's just a, a junior burger at the club, but hopefully he can um, aspire to be uh, to play AFL. And we also have uh, Rob Grinter. Uh, we've got some past players. Rob Grinter will, will be there. I think for memory. Growing up, Rob Grinter, he sported a mullet. Not too sure. So, AKA Danny Southern, but I, I don't quote me on that. Um, Paul Hopgood will also be here. John O'Hearn, Andrew Lee and Shelley, and also Guy Ragoni. They're, they're the past players will be here on the night. I'd love to be um, knowing exactly who you are talking about, Dan. John opposite me is um, nodding his head. Yeah. This is all very um, familiar to him, and he's giving me the thumbs up. So, it sounds like you've got some good names coming along. Yes, some uh, really good ex-footy players. Um, and also, the, we also, we're, we're trying to get Christian Petraka here, and we're still trying to get Christian. Um, and his mum, there's a bit of a greyhound feel to it with Christian. His mum, uh, he supports the stewards on race day. Uh, she does the data entry, the stewards report. Right. Uh, and also, uh, Hazley Robinson, who is hosting, she's the sort of the, the president of the committee of the Ballarat Demons. Uh, her husband is Ian Robinson, who's a trainer as well. So... And they race uh, Pyrenees Petraca, which hopefully, I haven't seen the field yet, but they did enter Pyrenees Petraca for Wednesday night. So hopefully they, he's in and running. Well, those fields should be <clears throat> out shortly. Well, they'll be available now, so I'll have to have a look yeah. myself as well, Dan. But you've also got free giveaways, mystery bets, a spinning wheel, punters club and a silent auction. So it sounds like it's going to be a great night. Yeah, it's going to be a great night. And the events coordinator here, Jane, at the club, um, she's worked in China and Hong Kong. Uh, she knows how to throw a party. So, right. <laughs> seriously, it will be a really good night. Uh, we did the Chinese New Year here, which was a, a really great success. Um, so, seriously, there's not many tables left, but by all means, everybody, you can ring the club or you can ring Neil Brown. I can give those numbers at the end if you wish. Um, yeah, we can get those numbers off yeah. here for sure. Yeah, so the number for the club is uh, 03 7201 or you can call Neil on 0418-593-393. Excellent. So people can get in touch one way or Absolutely. the other. Yeah, no, it sounds great. A great initiative, Dan, and um, well done on the club looking to broaden its horizon and horizons and getting people other than just greyhound people to the track. Exactly, but, yeah, there are Melbourne people, but I, I say that jokingly, I'm a Collingwood supporter, <laughs> so I don't know which way it's going to go after Monday's game, so... 
we might have to cancel at the last minute. Are they playing each other on Monday, are they? Yeah, it's a oh. Thursday clash, so it's a Monday um, a Melbourne Collingwood game on Monday. So. Oh well, I'm sure you'll have plenty of um, things to talk about come Wednesday night. Thanks for joining us, Dan. Okay, thanks, Simone. Thanks so much. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. Right, Simone, fast times. What has your iPhone stopwatch revealed? There's a few, John. Uh, Dave's entity in 1903 at Healesville for Dean Olsop up the 350 metre straight. Bernardo, a 2545 win at Warrigal for William McMahon over the 460. Orson Allen, 2984 at the Meadows over the 525 for Corey Grenfell and also Fierce Lomar over the same trip and distance for Max Alder, 2981. Hot tip, 3788 over the 660 at Ballarat for Mario Briganti. Night Theory, a 390 metre win at Shepparton in 2198 for Vivian Giles. Dinah Gertie, a 34.10 over the 595 at Sandown for Andrea Daly. And so it goes, ran a 34.04 over the same trip and distance for Cassandra James. And then Hecton Bale came out and ran a 29.33 at Sandown over the 515 for Andrea Daly also. It's the expert pick, Simone's Run of the Week. Run of the Week, Simone. Am I allowed to have about three or four weeks of the same dog? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, when you're talking about tornado tears, I mean, all these runs have been outstanding, but it was just a a real race dog we saw on Thursday night. He just um, wanted to really win, didn't he? Mm. Didn't quite get there, but did everything possible. I thought it was an outstanding run in the heat of the Gold Cup at Albion Park. Yeah, look, uh, he is uh, an extraordinary uh, greyhound and uh, just given clear air in the final, he's going to be awfully hard to beat, I would uh, suggest, Simone, whilst uh, the the, uh, brother and kennel mate will be out the back and trying to conjure up some luck. Well, Benali missed the start a little bit, didn't he? Which is he? surprising. It is, but I don't know if these dogs have actually been up there before, so mm. they may have been may have been their first up. So perhaps um, a little bit more familiarity and um, mm. Benali may find the lead. Who knows? You're listening uh, to a Talking Greyhounds. We'll take a break here on RSN 927. The other side, we'll have a chat to a trainer, Phil Smith, about the uh, greybeard himself to the gallows. Love your doggies. The Greyhound Leader, RSN 927. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. Away they go. Pop the cork didn't begin that well. He's last early and it was to the gallows who won the start. Goes to the front from Aston Bolero. Getting to third is big ticket. Nice and handy. Three or four links back in the field above all and fieldish about three links back. Then came Pop the cork a mile back. Dropping out second last spring missile. And last of all shared equity as they turn for home in the cup though. And going strongly to the gallows. Won the start. Will win the Warrigal Cup easily by two and a half links. Very tight. Big ticket on the inside in this velo for second and third. with and Joining us on Talking Greyhounds this morning is Phil Smith, the trainer of To the Gallows, a veteran racer who is still racing very competitively at the moment. Phil, good morning. Good morning, Simone. How are you? I'm, I'm very well. That must give you a thrill listening to that replay again. Yes, that was uh, great memories, um, particularly the way he actually won. I mean, he had a lot of things against him at Box 4, of course, and they uh, wasn't given much of a chance, but... When we analysed the race, especially me, um, I thought he had a real good chance, to want to tell you the truth, because all of those dogs that were in the final were coming off an injury campaign. That was like their first or second run into after having an injury. So, um, and he was up and about. He was flying at the time. Um, he had just 
been to Goulburn about a month earlier, broke the record at Goulburn. He won the ready the race sale, of course. He um, and he he just got beaten in the head in the head of the Cranbourne Cup about a week earlier. So he was up in the bed. He was going real good. He sure was, and came out from box four at twenty five to one. And uh, yes. you had some money on him, but um, then broke the track record in the final, and yeah, we're all well, a bit bewildered as well. Yeah, well, I was I, at the time he ran. I was really surprised, but. It was really strange because after the race, the, the clock stopped at like 20... Um, it was about 43 or something, wasn't it? And then the time no, it was, was 34. Right. It was 52. And it got readjusted like three or four lengths, which was really surprising. So anyway, I don't yeah. know what happened there, but anyway, it was official. Like, <laughs> but when you think about it, the second split, he ran 10.96. And I don't recall ever a doctor broken 11 seconds, to tell the truth. I reckon he's the first doctor ever do it. Oh, well, he, he he may very well hold that for, for quite a while because he has got that early pace. But, Phil, take take us back. Um, as a pup, um, he wasn't really showing a lot at the time, no, was he? No, that's right. If um, someone had told me in 2014 when we got him broken in that we'll be talking about or highlighting his career, I would have thought you would have been bonkers <laughs> because he broke in very ordinary. We took five dogs to... Um, to Snake Gully, Steve Bulls, I think it's Steve Bulls, his name, yep. we took yep. him down to there, we had five, picked them up, and he was sort of apologetic, saying, listen, listen fellas, uh, all these dogs, they're not doing much at all, he goes, I've tried, I've tried, but he said, you know, they're, they're all not doing much on the clock, so I know on the way home, Rob, mate, who had the four dogs, he was shattered, because um, um, they didn't show us anything, and it wasn't until, I'd say it was 22, I, I had him here, I had him here for two months before he was breaking in, and I really liked him in the early days because he, he's a real natural. He, he um, broke on the lead real easy. He was a clean dog. He wasn't didn't bark. He, he, he just did it naturally. So when he broke in, he broke in the, the, the second slowest. So I was more shattered than Rob. <laughs> and so the the name to the gallows, although it was a bit of a play on um, his, was, yeah. his sire's name, Al Gallo, That's it was right. sort of a bit of a metaphor, wasn't it, for um, his lack yeah. of ability? Well... His owner at the time, Mark Bergen, he kept on saying he's going to be a good dog, he's going to be a good dog, and I kept on saying your dream, your dream, <laughs> because it was sort of like deja vu. I remember, you remember back in the late 90s, I had another dog who actually went down the same path. He broke in terrible. Remember Ringside Fire? I do remember Ringside Fire. We came up against him many, yeah, many times. Right. We ended up being the grain of the year, and he was probably ranked the best stayer for six to 12 months in the late 90s, and... um he had a very modest beginning. He, he was virtually just a pet. I had two dogs at the time, him and, a, and, a, and his half-sister, and I was just keeping him company for me through his half-sister. And it wasn't until he was about 23, 24 months the penny dropped with him, and he went on to be a champion. And Berg's kept on saying, this is going to happen again. This is, we'll, we'll do it again. You know, we've done it once before. And I'm telling him, no, lightning doesn't strike twice. So, And he's going to me, let's name him. I said, don't worry about it. We'll just put him in the gap program, and he... And then he was going away overseas, and he, this bloke's always going overseas just quietly. Right. I, forget. I said, look, he's got to go. You know, I've, had, I've had him you know, for long enough. You know, we've just got to call quits. And uh, he goes, look, we'll work at it when I come back. He, he was going over Europe for six weeks, and he threw $800 at me. He said, yeah, I'll keep him going for a little while. So I said, fair enough. And I only had two dogs at the time again, so he was keeping the other one company. He goes, we'll discuss it when we, when we get back. Well, in that period of time when he was away, he started sort of started um, showing us a little bit. It wasn't much, but he, he just, because he had a wide, a long base to come back.
he was he was very very slow. So then we just persevered with him and who look to do what he's done. And you're still only reflecting on his career now because it's nearly over. But he's he's done a marvelous job. He sure has um, a career of at the moment: uh, 131 starts, 41 wins, uh, 27 seconds, and 17 thirds. So he's been in the money 85 times. In his career, what's what's the secret to keeping him sound and keeping him racing? Phil? I'll tell you the truth. Um, he's just a happy dog. I've, I've never had a dog as happy as him. Even from day one, he's always wagging his tail. Every morning I come out, he's, he just loves to see you, and he's, he's tap dancing. You know, before you get him out, you, I take him out to his empty out yard, and he runs around in circles, and he's just full of beans. And I just, I just think he just loves racing. And I know the old gallows. I used to go to. Barry Haywood for um, quite a number of years before he's retired and he always talked about the old gallows he reckons they're full of beans and they're all lunatics and they're crazy and, and then now they go to Ben Spoke and he says the same about old gallows he said that you know, they, they're the most optimistic animal because I think, <laughs> think today's the day they're going to catch the lure or whatever so yeah. he's always happy he just thinks today's the day you know so well he's he's attitude that makes him well, his attitude has um, served him very well. He's won on every track bar the Meadows, uh, the 2016... No, no, he's won on the Meadows. Oh, he's won at the Meadows. Oh, sorry. It's that was... the only track. Oh, Trelgan. Sorry, I um, must have been looking at the wrong the wrong track. But that in itself is outstanding for a greyhound that's not particularly strong, that he has won at both city tracks. Um, he's been in a couple of country cups, come up against Zambora Brocky, equal third yep. in the 2016 Warnable Cup. Correct. Um, yep. Yeah, it's been a terrific career, and he's still competitive. He's almost five and a half. So, is it a week by week proposition now? Yeah, look, I would say, um, yeah, look, but I've been saying this for the last probably six months. I mean, it's before Christmas, I sort of had him semi-retired. I thought we you know he's done his job, but um, we've been trying to find a home for him. But, um, the syndicate manager Bergs, he's finally found somewhere for him because he's um, obviously he's not going to go through the the GAP program is too too silly, but we've got a place for him. So um, he's got a, a life of retirement up the bush. So Which he deserves. That's correct. Correct, yeah. So, um, yeah, but, uh, but he, look, he ran the other day, as you know, at Cranbourne, and he, he ran a sensational run. He's ran 17.72. I mean, yeah, that's still... you half a length off the quickest of the night. Very competitive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, so I'm probably going to, I'm looking for a race next week for him somewhere. So, look, it's one week at a time, really. Good. But, look, he loves racing. I mean... Even the other day, um, I went to Tarragon. I'm trying to look. I'd love to see on his resume if he could get a win at Tarragon, but it seems to be a it's a it's a monumental task at the moment <laughs> because we've only had four goes there for two seconds and a third. But I mean, he's not far off. But just getting there is logistically unbelievable. It takes me nearly three and a half, four hours to get there. So I'm yeah. stuck in the traffic to hear the truth. So whether we keep trying, I don't know. I might give it one more go because it would be great on his resume, so to speak, if he won at every track. It would be. It would be wonderful. But, look, Phil, he's had, had a terrific career. We've um, really enjoyed watching him race and we'll look out for his last, um, or, you know, towards the end of his career, how he goes. Thanks for joining us this morning on Talking Greyhounds. Okay, it's a pleasure, man. Thank you very much. Doggy News. From start to finish, RSN 927 is Talking Greyhounds. Uh, before we say uh, goodbye on this uh, Saturday morning, uh, Simone, dogs to follow, please. Last week's dog to follow, Ashtar, raced at Sandown on Thursday night. It was a little bit tardy early, ended up running fourth and was found to have a few little injuries, so mm-hmm. hopefully it's back on track soon. But my dog to follow this week, Fierce Lomar ran a 29.81 at the Meadows on Wednesday at its debut run on the track and first look at a circle track as well, clocking a 5 
dead for the first split. It was a restricted win heat, so the final will be next Saturday. The Greyhounds now had nine starts for five wins and two placings. Best bet, Simone? Race eight, number one at Bendigo tonight over the 500. Pants on fire for Anthony Azapati. Last start winner at the Meadows in 30 and 16. It's a good beginner and doesn't have a lot of pace on its outside. All right, so race eight, number one up at Bendigo. What is coming up this week in the world of greyhounds? Well, no features in Victoria again, but the semis of the Peter Mosman at Wenty tonight and the final of the Brisbane Gold Cup at Albion Park on Thursday night. That's our show, Simone. You have a lovely long weekend. Oh, thank you, John. In the meantime, everyone, keep those tails wagging. Short break coming up on the other side here on RSN 927. Blake Redden joins me for Talking Trots. We'll be uploading the best of today's Talking Greyhounds to rsn.net.au.